The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Since Monday, we have covered extensively that Irish Mail on on Sunday story about nursing homes, about how people who had medical cards who would have been entitled to to public nursing home care weren't able to get it. And instead, their families paid for them to get private nursing home care, which should have been compensated to them by the state for the failure to give them the public care to which they were entitled. And how the state deliberately made a decision not to let people be aware of their entitlements to compensation and refund. And then whenever it was faced with legal actions, delayed where possible, having first of all denied any liability, kept denying until the denials could no longer be maintained, often in the hope that people would give up and go away, as many did, keep delaying it again in the hope that people would give up and go away. And then if they did look to settle, would discount. Deny, delay, discount. And I think this has shocked many people that the government, successive governments, would have done this as a way of reducing the financial exposure of the state. And I wrote about this at length in the Irish Daily Mail this morning about my own experiences of having gone through this with my own parents who were medical card holders uh, who got limited public support. And to be honest, on occasions when my mother in particular was in public wards in nursing homes, I wanted to get her out as quickly as possible because of the conditions in there that I didn't feel that they were suitable to try and help her to recover from a series of strokes and also to have a quality of life to which she should enjoy in her remaining years. That that goes back over 20 years ago. But it certainly caused an awful lot of, oh, a lot of pain at the time and a lot of distress and a lot of upset added to by the fact of then having to try and get the money together to actually pay for care to be provided for her at home rather than going into a nursing home. Anyway, look, that's my particular story, which I won't go into any more detail here now. But Michael Clifford has been writing about this in the Irish Examiner today. And you've broadened it out from this particular case, haven't you, because of the nursing homes, because this is the way state the state does things, isn't it? It is, Matt, yeah. You know, and I have to say, no, you don't say more, I read your piece today, I thought it was, it was a very moving piece and, and it really reflected what large number of people have gone through and as I'm sure you'll acknowledge yourself, at least you, you were somewhere in a position where you were able to handle it despite Absolutely. the big bear and there were others who don't even get to that, but I, I just thought it was, it's, anybody should read it, it gets a chance. Um, look, people, we automatically, we kind of associate the law with morality. There isn't much morality in the system. The system's based on money. Now, if you and me are two wealthy individuals and we have a dispute and we want to go to court, well, as far as I'm concerned or you're concerned, you want to hammer the other guy. You want your legal team to use every possible trick in the book to make sure that you win. If you think you don't have a good case, you'll want your guy or girl or whomever to, to prevaricate, to delay, to do everything possible. Whatever trick there is, use that and, and, and go along with it that way. That's the way the system works. We can argue about whether it should or not and Many times I have it shouldn't work that way, but that's the way it works. It's not necessarily always about justice or exactly. the right out 
outcome. It's about who has the resources to squeeze the other side. Exactly. And very often it's about forcing the other side to concede. Exactly. That's exactly the point. And the state does that too. That's the point. It's one thing two wealthy entities, companies, individuals or whatever doing it. That's one thing. What we're talking about is the same tactic, the same approach would appear to be used in the vast majority of cases by the state. And in that instance, you're talking about a state with all its resources, with all its knowledge of the system, with all of that up against the individual. And more often than not, that individual is in a very vulnerable position and that's why they ended up in court in the first place. So the state becomes adversarial against its own citizens. Exactly. As far as the state's concerned, the balance between looking after the public coffers, the public money, which it has an obligation to do, but the balance between that... It's primary obligation though. No, exactly. The balance between that and its, its duty and obligation to the citizens, the people who elect it in a democratic society, the state would always appear to come down on the side of taking care of the public money and in doing so, therefore leaving it up to their legal teams. And they instruct their legal teams. You can't blame the the, the legal teams. They're doing what they're instructed. Leave it up to them to follow through as if the opponent was somebody who was well-resourced and well-able to take care of themselves and as if they had no obligation to that opponent. Let me give you an example of that, which uh, one of my producers, Liz, brought up today with me. When Vicky Phelan went to court to fight for justice in relation to her cervical cancer check failure, she was offered a settlement by the state, a settlement on the basis that she wouldn't disclose that she had a settlement. And I remember her coming on this programme immediately afterwards. She got in touch with us. We brought her on the programme and she just would not agree to that. She would not agree to the non-disclosure because she wanted other women to know what their rights and entitlements were. But the state, while it was willing to make sure that she got a payment, didn't want anyone else to know. Absolutely, Matt. And there's another very infamous case It goes back a bit further, 1996, with Bridget McCall. She had been poisoned by the Blood Transfusion Service Board, as an awful lot of women had. She contracted hep C. She was effectively dying from it. And even in the legal action she took, she wanted a hearing in order to the truth come out what exactly happened. So she wouldn't settle, she pursued it. At one stage, she wanted to go under a pseudonym in the court case because of the kind of thing that was attached to hep C and all of that at the time and to protect her family. The state would even not allow her do that. It was use every tactic against the opponent as if that opponent is on an equal and as if there is no obligation to that opponent. You have other examples. Tell us about Philomena Canning. Philomena Canning was a, a, a home birth midwife. She was employed by the HSE. Um, she, there was then complaints against her that were subsequently shown to be spurious. She was reinstated. Uh, the HSE wanted to have, make a settlement with her. She refused it again on the basis she wanted all the truth, the, excuse me, she wanted all the truth out there of what exactly had happened to her and what the approach was to people in her situation. She was dying of cancer and in the end she was forced to settle and you can well imagine where the power lay in terms of that settlement she settled because she wanted access to a cancer drug it was her last hope and still those negotiations went on till the last days of her life and again I have to emphasise again it's the fact that the state not acting as if they have any obligation to this person who is a citizen or even when they eventually live up to obligations such as recently announcing a sort of a scheme for redress for apartment buildings which had been built badly. And this is something you, in fairness to you, have covered extensively 
over more than a decade. You've kept digging away at this. But it's only now that some of the people who've been in these defective apartment blocks, which were signed off under state regulations, are looking at the possibility of compensation. Absolutely. And not only that, Matt, it's only happening because of political, uh, because politically it's become a hot potato. And that's because people were able to in some way congregate and have a campaign. And as you said, it was dragged out of the, the government and state agencies, but eventually it got there. The problem, the worst problem is in people in, in scenarios like those with the nursing home charges. They are individuals and the issue is not a political hot potato. And we've seen that in the story that's come out. There were efforts to ensure there wouldn't be enough publicity that it might become so. And therefore, you're even talking again about people that are in, in a more vulnerable position, particularly when they find themselves coming up against uh, any of the state agencies. Let, let me bring up something in the sort of the nebulous context of balance in the absence of a government spokesman being here to make the argument. What about the possibility that when the government of 2011 was faced with this inheritance of a problem, which they were told could cost between 5 billion and 12 billion euro to fix if everyone became aware, and they looked at it and the country is bust, the country is on its knees. And we might forget that now, but back in 2011, I mean, we were facing down an absolutely extraordinary situation. Is there any argument to be made for a bigger picture to be seen that the state couldn't do that for a minority of people because of all the implications that would then have for the greater majority? There's an argument to be made. And, you know, it it, it can be said that exactly as as you outlined it. The problem is this. If that was the situation, then you outline it to people. You put it out there and you explain. And yes, there may be political flack and there's a lot of political flack going around at the time. But at the very least, you do that and you put things in that context and you're straight with people and you're particularly straight with people because you realise they're the kind of people who don't, who reside furthest from the centres of power, to put it that way. The approach... As, as you're talking about there, was very different to the approach, for example, taken in bailing out the banks. No, the banks had to be bailed out for the greater good. This wasn't a favour or anything. This was being done for the sake of the whole country. But what you do not do is hide it and devise a strategy whereby you can undermine people who, and remember, we're only talking now about the small number of people who first were aware and went to solicitors to try and assert their rights and subsequently actually took actions which can be an expensive process and a time-consuming process and one which adds perhaps to upset that might have actually been there as well because of the loss or the illness of a loved one. And that just brings me to a final point, Mick. Could it be as well that, and this sort of goes back to my own experience of trying to care for my elderly parents before they died, that even when the state facilities are available, a lot of people actually decide they're not actually good enough that what is on offer, even if it's limited, is actually not of sufficient quality, which is why many people do dig into their savings or borrow money to actually try and actually purchase what maybe should be available from the state but isn't, which is the same reason why half the population perhaps has private health insurance. Absolutely, Matt. Uh, it, it goes back to that and it goes back. That brings us, I think, to the other issue, which is, of course, the health system and whether or not there's sufficient investment and the way things have been for decades in that respect that you have a two tiered system. And it, look, I'll give you just a very brief another example. The other one is this, the most obvious one. Uh, 
parents who need an assessment for their child that they believe may have additional needs, they end up going private because simply they're put on a waiting list. It is so long. The child regresses further, etc. Those things are scandalous. But I'll we put, up put them in this country. I just thought of another one. Cams. The cams scandal yeah. oh, of exactly. recently. I mean, yeah. that's an ongoing one. Yeah. And the amount of people who got in touch with us in recent weeks because even when they did get cams facilities, they actually decided they had to go private. Even if they didn't actually have the financial resources, the delays in getting cams assistance or the quality of what they got in some circumstances left them with, with no option but to dig into whatever the savings they had or go and borrow to actually go private. Very true. And one of the other big problems is that we can talk about this now. There is genuine shock and outrage now, and that occurs occasionally when it comes to elections. These issues, despite all our rhetoric, are not what people primarily vote on. Either people, either people believe it won't make a difference who gets in and addressing them or else because they, they appear to be transient in some ways. Unfortunately, they are not the really central electoral issue they should be. Michael Clifford of the Irish Examiner. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today,